for the for the most part of our careers, we aimed for like super high quality. We were filming in 4K and we were like getting steady cams and trying mm-hmm. to make it really high production. But then a few times, like w- when we do a much lower production, those would do even better than the high production videos. Oh, so interesting. And it just like made no sense to us. You know, we <laughs> yeah. come, we come from watching television and right. stuff. So it's like <laughs> if we can get make better production, we'll get it'll get more views. It was quite the opposite. So yeah. crap was kind of like well, we, we need to- <laughs> I, I still have a hard time with this. Yeah. <laughs> in this episode, we talk with Chad Wild Clay and his wife V Quaint. They started their YouTube journey after posting their proposal video on YouTube, and it went mega viral. Since then, they positioned themselves across the YouTube platform, reaching over 3 billion views on multiple channels. This is Creative Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data, and creativity meet. Here's your hosts, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. Welcome back to the Creative Disruption Podcast, where we talk with individuals that are disrupting the industry. And I'm here with my friend, Carhart, RR, RR, Butler. <laughs> How are you doing, Ricky? I'm doing well. You can, you can call me Ricky Ray Butler. Oh, is it Ricky Ray? <laughs> the full name, you gotta use the full name every time. We're, we're not at the point where you can use my initials. <laughs> we're, we're not at that no, point. No, 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 but we will eventually get there. Do you know RR, like RR Martin, you know, Game of Thrones? That's probably, you know, you should probably adopt that though. <laughs> I think RR should say his entire name. Is that what it is? But it, it actually stands for Richard Ray, you know. Does it really? No. no. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> All right. So today's guest we have on, I'm really excited about. I've known him for quite some time. And one thing that I love about YouTube is seeing people that just grind and just make things happen on YouTube. And they push through because they're willing to work harder and work longer than anyone else. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's all about fame and I only have to work two hours a day and I just record myself. But it's much more than that. Um, and I got a, I got a question because we've known each other for quite some time and you've been on a lot of different panels, uh, you know, on different conferences and so on. And there are creators right now thinking that the market is oversaturated. Like it's like, <laughs> there's, there's no growth. Have you ever heard that before? I've heard that every year I've been in business. <laughs> For the last decade, someone always says that. People always, are always saying, you know, it's oversaturated. I've heard that from both creators as well as from brands. Yeah. And the truth is, the, the community is way bigger than we all realize, and it's getting bigger every month and every year. It's just, it's, it's just growing at a fun, phenomenal rate. And so, yes, there's actually one panel I was in. It's actually a playlist. It was with one of the you know top vloggers at the time. I'd say this is probably... The, the OG? OG? <laughs> it was one of the OG creators, influencers. <laughs> and and we were on a panel, and, and one thing he mentioned, you know, people asked, how can I get as big as you? And he, he basically said to the audience, it's too late. There's just too many of us, and it's too hard to do it today. And, and I actually, you know publicly just, you know, told them that that was completely false because that was when the Vine invasion was taking place and um, the Vine um, creators were just barely hopping over to YouTube. And I think that's just something that's just going to continue to happen. There's always going to be new platforms. There's always going to be new forms of content and people are wanting to watch that content as quickly as possible and they want a variety of content. And so I think we're seeing this is the tip of the iceberg of what's happening with content. 100%. And I think too, it's just like I was just listening to uh, a YouTube video as I was driving. It was a little bit longer one. I wasn't watching it as I was driving because <laughs> <laughs> you don't do those things, right? <laughs> Never. But it was about Tesla and they were really um, just kind of dissing them because, you know, they're not being as profitable as they should. But you, you know what? They are revolutionizing the industry. And the thing, the thing that I like in this too, it's either you adapt or you die. And, and where Tesla was pushing the envelope and now new creators that are coming on are really changing the environment and are able to grow faster than ever before. And why is because they understand the ecosystem, they understand the platform and they understand the things that it takes. Now, the only difference would be, is that the quality going to go up? You know, is it going to even be able to engage that audience? And so that's kind of where I do agree with you 100%. It's like you either adapt to the new way of doing things or you're going to just die on the vine. 100%. No, 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 no. <laughs> on the vine. No, I mean, there's been, you know, I think, I think today, you know, there's a lack of people that are way too stubborn because I think early on we had all these large creators, a lot of these large influencers that are just stubborn saying, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah. And when the platform yeah. changed, they blamed YouTube 
yeah. they blamed Facebook or they're, or they're, they're blaming all these different platforms and the algorithm when really they need to adjust because their opinion isn't going to change the direction. I, that, you I know, can guarantee you just cause just the nature of my business that they didn't ever look into their analytics with a, an eye as like, okay, what is really going on? Instead of saying, oh, my content's so amazing. Everybody loves it. I've been doing it for years. Why do I need to change something that's not broke? And before you know it, it you know, their, their views start to decline and the engagement starts to uh, decline. And they're like, oh, what do I do? Because like, I'm going to have to get rid of my staff now or even, you know, get a job because I can't make the type of money I was making before. And, and sometimes I've seen in, in multiple occasions where the, the audience has grown out of the content where they've been just doing the exact same thing for like five years straight and, and their audience is, is possibly just moving on and, yeah. and finding other things to watch. And, 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 this, and this is the thing that we have to remember with television. You know, there's a lot of series that did have their peaks and then, you know, that ended up, you know, losing like relevance. And I hate saying, you know, losing relevance, but, but, you know, this is something that's always happened in entertainment. It's always happened in media. And we're now seeing it, you know, more um, decentralized in a more decentralized yeah. way happening. And, and it's really based off of if people can evolve, if they can pivot and, 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 and continue, you know, to, to, to give the attention of their viewers. Yeah, absolutely. So today's guests that you're about to introduce, yes. uh, they have pivoted. <laughs> They've analyzed their data and they pivoted probably more than multiple most times, yeah. more creators than I've ever seen. Yeah. So do you want to do an intro for us? Absolutely. Yeah. So today we're very lucky to have V Quaint and Chad, Chad Wildclay. And, you know, both V and Chad, they've been in the industry for a good, like, nine years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nine, ten years? Yeah, 2010. Grinding yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. So, so Daryl, like, I, I remember, you know, you know, both V and Chad during the really early stages when they had, like, really small audiences. Mm -hmm. And you guys have just really have been dedicated and have always worked hard. And in like the last two years, like after eight years of work, because yep. a lot of people think <laughs> you just need to create a video and you get millions of views and make millions of dollars. Oh, that's such an easy job. Well, right. after eight years of work of probably not making a lot of money, mm -hmm. you guys yep. have exploded. You yep. found your, you know, your edge yep. and, and, and everything probably seems to be, you know, just you know, going in your favor right now. It is definitely. And in fact, that panel you were talking about a minute ago, we were there. Yeah. At, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you remember that conversation. I remember that. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. And yeah. so it's a good thing we didn't listen, you know, because now, now we've, you know, yeah. if we would have listened, we would have quit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so well there's going to be more people tuning in. Like, yes. we're, yeah. we're, you know, obviously, I would say YouTube and Instagram, those are both like mainstream. But I think there's even going to be more people that adopt this form of content mm -hmm. and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and there's yep. going to be a lot of things happening. And, yep. and, and if you look at it from a perspective, perspective of globalization, you know, all content today, both in Hollywood as well as with creators is all global. Did you just say Hollywood? <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's no, what you said. No. I said Hollywood. <laughs> he really respects them. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Daryl, you're getting priorities straight. <laughs> you should call it Hollywood. <laughs> there's a reason why. Utah, man. Hey, so, so I just hope for the rest of this interview you, you don't make from my speech impediment. Anyways, let's move on. So Chad, V, how did you yeah. get started? <laughs> I think I feel like this is a story for you. Oh, for me, it, okay. Because it, it started. Sure. Yeah. yeah the first uh, first video I ever made was when I was gonna propose to her. I made a music video. Uh, propose from for marriage. A proposal okay. for marriage. I would love to work together. Here's my love. Here's my, my music video. My heartfelt, my heartfelt yeah. music video. Let's do business together. <laughs> but no, so it was a music video that I made, and I had it play at the movie theater where we had our first date years before. And uh, I ended up putting it on YouTube just so both of our parents could see it. Sat there for about a month. Then after about a month, it suddenly got picked up. Got a million views really fast. A bunch of news agencies covered it. It was on like the front page of Yahoo for a couple of days, front page of yep, MSN.com was on all this, all these places. So it was like, wow, this YouTube thing's kind of cool. Uh, it was kind of fun, you know, getting all that attention. And then we kind of looked into YouTube more. We hadn't, we didn't really know much about it. We didn't even know you could make money on YouTube. Yeah. I didn't even have an account on YouTube. So we just used Chad's account where he posted the video mm -hmm. and 
Yeah. Yeah. And continue with your story. Yeah. So we were like, hmm, we should probably try to make more YouTube videos. This is really fun and, and you can make some money at it. But it was more so the fun factor. And, um, you know, I always wanted to be a musician growing up. So like, here's my, here's my creative outlet to do some music stuff. So we started doing music parodies together. Huge Weird Al Yankovic fan my whole life. Yeah. So big inspiration <laughs> there. So we started making parodies and, and just kind of went from there. So that, that's how we started on YouTube back in 2010. Yeah, I was actually forced into it. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to get married, but you actually yes. have to do YouTube. <laughs> um, yep. No, so he, he he needed like a female singer, and I cannot sing at all. But he was like, no, I'm really good at auto-tune. So, you know. <laughs> I'm the master at auto-tune. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, like he's the musician. And so I was like, you know, V, maybe you should like learn how to use a camera or like mm -hmm. learn how to edit. So I kind of took on the role of like, anything visual, like editing, photos, like Photoshop. So I took on all that. Mm -hmm. And then Chad was like the audio guy. Mm -hmm. and the lyrics. lyrics. Yeah. He and wrote this, all the lyrics. This is like in Minnesota where yes. it's really cold. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't film all year round yeah. outside there, that's yeah. for sure. But you could, but you'd yeah. be an icicle. Yes, <laughs> true. So yeah. that's kind of how I found you was through your parody. And it was like yeah. really hilarious. I'm like, hey, this is the Weird Al of YouTube. Thank you. And then I started to see all the, because you're active on Twitter and all mm -hmm. the people that would actually claim copyright. Yeah. And yep. then I just noticed, I'm like, man, this guy gets copyrighted like, like every single video. Every video, it's crazy. And you, and you actually fought, what was that, mm. over 100, 100 different? 150, yeah. Oh, wow. And won, won them all, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's almost like a process of uploading. <laughs> you upload, oh, they got yeah. like, <laughs> got a file for a copyright claim. <laughs> yep, yep. And even like the same video that you've already won the copyright dispute with, they'll just claim it again six months later. It's crazy. Oh, so, that's gotta be so annoying. Yeah, it was yeah. very annoying, so. But yeah, that's how, I think we ran into each other probably right around there. I was watching Daryl's videos on learning how to do YouTube because we both just studied YouTube like hardcore. We're very analytical. Yeah. We're kind of data driven. Mm -hmm. we, we love creating spreadsheets. So I loved watching your videos, Daryl, teaching how teach about the YouTube algorithm. Oh, thank that. you. <laughs> Daryl has a lot of fans, I mean, I mean, which really surprised me. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> my, first time, my first time meeting Daryl, I was just thinking, this guy's a chump. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh, I can't believe you'd say that, Ricky. <laughs> Come on now. You've known me long enough. Come on, our, 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 our butler. <laughs> All right, so let's switch gears here because yes. we've been talking about Che. Uh, che. 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 Combined Che. We should definitely talk about V. Yes. Um, no, very much so. V shared with me in the past her story, and it's very powerful. Yeah. Oh, so I'm originally from Vietnam, so I was born there. Um, I lived there until I was eight years old, finished third grade there and everything with my parents. Grew up extremely poor. Um, you know, I didn't have, like, we didn't sleep on a mattress, you know, just like on a hardwood baseboard. Um, yeah, I didn't have, like, a fridge at our house, no microwaves, wow. um, no like, not, no hot water, just, just very, like, very poor. My mom cooked on, like, a, a stove, with, like, with wood that she has to lit up with, like, fire, kind of like wow. what, what you do when you go camping, you know, but this is what, <laughs> this is what we do on a daily basis, and, like, when, when I take a bath or a shower, she have to, like, boil um, a pot of hot water, you know, to, just to warm the water up, because we didn't have any hot water. Um, so, uh, it, it really... Like, just kind of growing up like that, but I never, I remember never feeling poor. You know, it's just like we're, we were happy. You know, I always had, yeah. I, yeah. I always had food, you know, so it, it wasn't like we were starving. So my parents like took care of us very well. I always had clean clothes um, or anything, but, you know, really taught me like about hardworking. My parents are extremely hardworking and I, I see that all the time. And so it just, I just know that like they will do anything to give us the best. And when we came over to America when I was eight, they worked, you know, minimum wage jobs, just doing anything just to support us. And and so I, I, I like they they were like in the late 40s. So it was really hard. And they didn't speak English. None of us spoke English. So I had to learn English from the start. All of us had to. That's amazing. So, yeah. like, you know, so they, they didn't have very good jobs, but they, they supported us. You know, they they don't have any debt. Their house is paid for, um, like being very responsible with their money. Mm. And just, just like, I, I just know that like, whatever I do, I have to, if I go through a tough time, I think of my parents, you know, like, they, well, they, can they get out of the situation? Yeah. They can so like I should be able to do it too because mm. like I 
I've gotten to live in America growing up here so more, much more privileged than what I would have been in Vietnam. So it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, just kind of. You know, and I think that perspective, um, I wish more creators actually had. Um, you know, they take a lot for granted and mm-hmm. for the things that, that come and they, they just expect everything to go their way and things change. Like things mm-hmm. modify and there's a lot of things that are out of your control, but what's not out of your control is your attitude yeah. and your willingness to work. Yeah. And that's what I just respect about both of you is oh, you've been able to you. do that, you know, as long as I've known you. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. Um, so you've been able to go back to, to Vietnam. I mean, did you have a different perspective going back there than, you know? Um, well, I came back there with Chad because I wanted to show him like where I grew up and everything. So it uh, it was different. Everything looked smaller. Like, yeah. and it's, it's it's weird because like we visited. Well, when you go from a bigger house, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. of course it's smaller. Yeah, like, literally smaller. We like the the restaurants that I had to sit at and eat at. The, the furniture is like this tall. Is <laughs> like a little stool? Yeah, a little. Yeah. Stool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm six foot four, and everyone sits on these little like children's furniture <laughs> when they go to these restaurants. These outdoor. <laughs> So I just look, my knees are up to my chest pretty much, you know, it's yeah. so literally smaller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we visited the house. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was like, you know, like 20 feet wide probably. So then I was just like, I, I remember this being so much bigger and just more spacious. Right. But like now it's like, wow, it's like, it's really perspective, you know, yeah. but like, and definitely I was like, man. I've I've gotten used to this flushing toilet. I kind of forgot. (laughs) Oh yeah, we didn't. Oh yeah, we didn't have like a flushing toilet at our house either. So it was just like, man, it really brought back memories and just kind of like, wow. And and also, like we've gone so, like I feel like I moved up in class or whatever. Like I I've done so much in like such a short period of time Mm. that I I've been alive. Um, That's amazing. I mean, that's just a beautiful experience. And I I think it's one of those things where, you know, you had awesome parents that just, you know, give it their all. They worked really hard, Mm -hmm. give you an awesome example. But then, you know, I think going through experiences like that and, um, you know, as you have, you know, you know, trials ahead of you, mm-hmm. it really just helps sustain, you know, those efforts to make sure you can become successful and get over hurdles or those mountains. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's one of those things going back to like the very beginning conversation, you know, um, whatever I kind of show, you know, case studies or um, stories behind different creators mm-hmm. to, let's say brands, mm-hmm. a lot of different people say, whoa, well, um, I chose the wrong career. And, and, um. and, and it's really like, well, are you willing to, to work 15 hours a day yes. right. every day yes. for years. Yes. I mean, that, that's really what it comes down to because yeah. some of the hardest workers I know are creators. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and this is the thing, it's even going to get harder because a lot of TV that companies that, you know, have the resources to scale and have, and to have the support, you know, they're going to get more and more into the space and it's going to be harder for the mm-hmm. native creator to continue to grow. Mm-hmm. But those that are hard and are very data, I mean, hardworking and are very data driven mm-hmm. are going to be triumphant. Yes. But, um, I, I, but I've noticed kind of a pattern that there, there are a lot of creators that have, you know, more humble backgrounds mm-hmm. that has empowered them to be even better and stronger mm-hmm. and more successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to- yeah, totally agree with all of that. Yeah, there's always room to break through, no matter what anyone says. Back to that original, yeah. that conversation, you know, that a lot of people will even now will say like, yeah, it's too hard now. But no, there's always there's always a way. You can figure out a way to break through. And it, it took us seven years. You know, we got it, though. We got it. <laughs> Let's talk about your breakthrough then. Like, sure. I, I remember um, you were coming to Vid Summit and you're, mm-hmm. you just had kind of a breakout. Yeah. Like, do you yeah, want to yeah. talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So at the time we were, we had been doing parodies for many years and you know, a lot of them got a million views, uh, did very well, never really had a huge breakout though that like gave us a huge amount of subscribers mm-hmm. or anything like that. Just kind of, you know, always kind of a early entry level YouTuber we kind of consider ourselves, but then we did a parody for pen, pineapple pen. And it just just took off and just went crazy. I think it's currently at 85 million views. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a we quickly did a follow up a week later. That one's sitting at 65 60. million yeah. views. Yeah. And then a follow up to a follow up and then yeah. a follow up to a follow up. <laughs> Pretty much. I remember the week that follow-up. happened, and I was like, well, "Where did this come from?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was really you know, that was a crazy couple weeks. Uh, so yeah, we, it kind of finally blew up, but. Even then, I think this is, might be a good lesson for any creators. Like, 
a viral video like that isn't necessarily the greatest thing and doesn't build you the most loyal audience. So I think from that experience, we learned, yeah, it blew us up. We got a lot of subscribers from it, but they weren't hardcore dedicated subscribers there for our personalities or there for our content necessarily. So whenever we did a follow-up pen and apple pen video, got a lot of views, but whenever we tried something a little different, didn't perform as well. Right. So it was definitely, there's definitely a huge difference between building an audience off of viral videos or building an audience off of just like a consistent theme or a consistent topic and personality based. You get more loyalty. More loyalty, yeah, more returning, stable viewership for it, sure. You no, know, I mean, viral videos are so 2008. Yeah, aren't true. Yeah, It's the same thing with the brands. You know, when, when sometimes when a brand gets a viral video, yeah. it's not necessarily a good thing. Mm. You know, let's say if it's on like Facebook or like early days of YouTube, mm -hmm. you know, it just means there's a lot of casual viewers that are appreciating the video. Right. But it doesn't mean that they're loyal to you. Yes. Right. And, Very true. And, and, and so, you know, viral videos that we found when we, when we measure conversions from creators, and let's say if they have a video that ends up just going very viral, it doesn't mean that there's going to be more um, clicks. It doesn't mean right. there's going to be more conversions as right. a result of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very true. So what, what was the, the, the point where you're like, okay, we got to, got to pivot a little bit because you're doing a lot of parody. Mm -hmm. You're fighting the copyright claims yes. left and right. Yes. You're was... winning the copyright yeah, claims yeah. left and right. <laughs> but it's still a time consuming and annoying. But yeah. it was, it was yeah. definitely the process of, of your channel at the time. And then what, what made you shift and what did you do next? Yeah, I think we kind of just realized, you know, if we keep doing parodies and the pen, pen, apple pen thing really made us realize, you know, you can't beat this, you know, you know, 70, 80 million views. You can't really ask for better than that. And mm -hmm. we still had, we didn't really feel like we grew a loyal audience. So it's like, okay, that's not working. We tried it for years. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's start experimenting and pivoting. So we started trying new things. Um, well, I'm so you took a pen and a pineapple and you cut it open, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. No, so, like, but even then, I, I consider that a parody still. It's a, right, a music right. video parody. So after that, I think we tried... Craps. <laughs> <laughs> well, even that was parody. So we had something yeah. called con uh, Comments, Raps, and Parodies. Crap. Crap was the acronym. <laughs> so, so, we, so you're making crap. Yes, <laughs> we were making crap. Yeah. Well, and actually, go ahead. Yeah. Well, we, we were trying to... come create more of a community. And yes. then, so the reason comments, raps, and parodies was that um, we were using uh, comments from viewers to encourage engagement. Mm. Um, so then Chad would take the comments and then turn them into uh, a song and then create that into a parody. So instead of creating original lyrics, we were using our subscribers' uh, comments. Yeah. So that was our like first way of like, okay, let's try to engage our con comments more and so our, our audience more. So then we can kind of create this community and a more of a loyal fan base. And we had noticed that every time we produced a video that tend to be lower quality. For the for the most part of our careers, we aimed for like super high quality. We were filming in 4K and we were like getting steady cams and trying mm -hmm. to make it really high production. But then a few times, like when we do a much lower production, those would do even better than the high production videos. Oh, so and it just like made no sense to us. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. come, we come from watching television and right. stuff. So it's like, <laughs> if we can get make better production, we'll get, it'll get more views. It was quite the opposite. So yeah. crap was kind of like, well, we, we need to- <laughs> I, I still have a hard time with this. Yeah. <laughs> So it, it was the acronym, but it was also like the quality is going to also kind of be crap. Like yeah. it's, we're not going to, it's just going to be a tripod. It's going to be cranked out more quickly. Mm -hmm. It's going to be low, it's going to be more homegrown type. Yeah. So that's kind of where the yeah, name we, also. Right. We were like, we're self-aware that this is going to be a crappier version so, of the parodies that <laughs> yeah. we've been doing. So is this when, like, is you, were you still doing this in Minnesota or did you move to LA at the this time? This was right when we moved to LA. Okay. So this, you're like, okay, we're going to get away from parody. We're going to move to LA. We're going to get connected. Well, that when we first moved to LA, we still had the mindset of we're going to do parody we're going to make it work, okay. you know, because there were some people at the time really making it work like Bart Baker yeah, and, yeah, and a few yeah. others. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, so we, we tried craps that did okay for a while. I was like, yeah, that didn't work out too well. Then we, we were hanging out with Matthias a lot at the time. He was very influential and he, he's That's actually, he's great. He's very good at adapting as well. So mm -hmm. he definitely, he actually used to do parodies and stuff as well. And we saw him pivot and try new things. And it's like, we need to pivot and try new things as well. Mm -hmm. We, we, we were kind of stuck in the, like, oh, you know, we're really good at making parodies. We just, if we just keep going longer, we'll make it work. But eventually but, we realized. But you're the one, like, like you look at the data 
and you're yes. like, okay, people yeah. are not responding mm-hmm. like they could. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you see other people's channels and you're thinking more data driven than anything else. And you're like, yeah. okay, what can we do differently? Yeah. And one of those metrics was how many views you got compared to how many subscribers you got. Yeah, and we definitely noticed, yeah. yeah, like, uh, you know, someone who's building a loyal fan base, they might see a new subscriber every 300 to 400 views. That's like really good. We were getting like one every 2000 views. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's just not converting, you know? Yeah, sure. So that was definitely a good metric to look at. Yeah. And, and so after crap, um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, did, did you then like, so that's going to be the title of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, like, <laughs> after the crap, yeah. after the crap, making crap um, on YouTube. Did yeah. you start like transitioning to like the fruit ninja stuff? That came a little bit later. We, we experimented a lot. We tried, we did some uh, like YouTuber roasts, which were popular at the time. And, I remember that, yeah. And those those did pretty well. It did. And uh, we, we did some unboxings. Uh-huh. Uh, what else did we do? We did uh, just a lot of random things. He pretty much says, okay, any vertical on YouTube, let's try Let's it. try them all, yeah. Oh, yes, oh. I, I created a YouTube channel, and it's a it's beauty. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you did a beauty channel for I, a very long very, time. Yeah, I st- yeah, that's how I started on YouTube when we're like, oh, when we moved to LA, I was like, I'm gonna try and do my own thing. So I did a beauty lifestyle channel, and so we I were, remember that. yeah, so we were trying a, a lot of different things. I took a lot of the tips. Yeah, yeah. It's very helpful in my personal life. Uh, I gave a lot I'm of beer. I'm not going there. <laughs> I gave a lot of beer tips, you know. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, I, I remember that, and, 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 and you did that a lot on Instagram as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then... We'll, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Fruit Ninja, I guess. Sure. And then, yeah, eventually yeah. we were just kind of like, you know, we had been trying to go after a slightly older demographic this whole time. Our parodies were definitely more like Saturday Night Live type humor, that demographic. Yeah. And we kind of kept noticing our audience and viewers kind of slowly kept getting younger and younger, even though we weren't trying to go younger. So I think we eventually just decided to embrace it. And it was when we decided, you know, let's let's go for like the six to 12 demographic. And, and it kind of came from like, what was I really into when I was like 12 years old? And thinking back, I, I was loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that's the Power Rangers, all that stuff. So oh, I like, had all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle toys. The action, me like, too, I man. had a bunch of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. So, so I was like, okay, what can we do with that and take that mindset? What's, what's a video that I would have loved as a 12 year old? And so I was like, well, let's let's buy some ninja weapons and let's test them out in real life. So we bought all the. Hey, t- first off, you're in the state of California. Yes. And you're buying weapons. <laughs> yes. Ninja you know weapons. that you're in some list somewhere. Yeah. Yes. Very illegal. This guy likes swords. Yes. <laughs> I think nunchucks are still illegal in California. They are. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. I had no clue. Yeah. Like, <laughs> aren't, aren't knives more dangerous than nunchucks? I yes. Like, it, like, if you see someone with nunchucks in the street, like you start laughing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice Knives are okay, nunchucks, yeah, that's too dangerous. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. So yeah, so we did a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle weapons in real life and did really well. And like, oh, okay, let's, that's let's something. Let's order some more. Let's order some more weapons, yeah. yeah. I, so I remember like you did started releasing a little bit more consistently yes. and yeah. you're like, hey, these are easy to make. We just go yeah. outside, we chop a few things yeah. and it's great. And then yeah. I started to notice a trend and I'm one of these guys that I, I like to see trends and I like to try to figure things out, but I'm like, oh, your, your titling's similar. Yes. Yeah. Your thumbnails are similar. Mm-hmm. And you actually started to get suggested a lot more. Yes. Yeah. And then you blew up. I yeah. mean, you, yeah. you literally started doubling your amount of views. Mm-hmm. And why was that? Was it the, like, was it embracing the audience to give them more what they're wanting and then including them in the things that you want to do in the future? Or what was the, what, what clicked? Yeah, I think it was a combination of many things. It was a combination of like truly understanding the audience that we were probably best at entertaining. Um, you know, in hindsight, the 18 to 24 year olds, yeah, they're probably not a big fans of us, you know, like our personality types as far as how we come across on camera and all that. But like that demographic, the way we are on camera and our, and our behavior, it, it, it's very likable to that demographic and the content we were creating there, there was just an audience for it and it wasn't be really being done. There was, a, I think a hole that needed to be filled. A certain type of content wasn't being done kind of, it was kind of edgy cause it had weapons, you know, but it was also yeah. very kid friendly at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in addition to that, we were throwing in some good keywords that, uh, you know, like we started doing video game weapons in real life. Right. So we, we did Assassin's Creed weapons in real life. So right. we took all these popular video games that, 
people currently play, it's like, oh, it's kind of cool to see what those weapons are in real life and how they would chop did up you, fruit and chop up sodas and all that stuff. Did you have any uh, demonetization issues yes, with that content? Definitely, definitely. Like what? Like we kind of started doing those videos before the whole uh, what was Ad-po- it called? The, apocalypse. apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first apocalypse. Yeah. Before the dark times. Of yeah. The yellow dollar symbol. Yeah. But, but that affected you guys. It did. Oh yeah. yeah. Wow, that surprised yeah. me. Anything yeah. with weapons. Yeah, like, yeah weapons. Yeah, it's wow. like, okay. But yeah. it was like so family friendly. Like I'd totally be yeah. okay with my kids watching. It, yeah. You know. So yeah. we we had to end up changing our wording from ninja weapons to ninja, ninja gadgets. gadgets. Ooh. <laughs> so the word weapons. The word weapons wasn't yeah. cool with YouTube. Yeah. 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 So we yeah. we continue on with the content, but we, we just said ninja gadgets. And then we also kind of found that, oh, creating like a series almost because like it's consistent. You know, we're 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 buying five five weapons. And right. then we're chopping fruit and we're testing it out. So the audience know what to expect. So when they, the new subscribers that come on and subscribe to this content, the next video will be very similar. Mm-hmm. So it's creating that loyal fan base again. Right. Um, and, and also that they'll sit down and start binge watching your content mm-hmm. because yeah. they want to see every video in the series right. mm-hmm. from there. And that's right. kind of where the algorithm says, oh, here's yeah. a channel that we like. Yes. yes. That's Let's cool. go ahead and find more people. Speaking of series, I want to talk about what you guys are doing now. Okay. Because yeah. that has just blown my mind. I think this is the first time this has happened on YouTube. And yeah, I think trans- one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's an honor. <laughs> no, really, because like it's a very like Stranger Things esque thing that yeah. you're doing. Yeah. And it, yeah. and I relate to it as an adult because it reminds me of pl- doing play pretend. pretend. Yeah. You know, like where you're acting like you're going and you're fighting the monsters, or you're yes. you're, you're trying to you know find a mystery or, or something like that. And mm-hmm. you guys literally have this multi universe like series. You know, um, mm-hmm. going on right now that, that I think is like very and interesting. I, think, to, I mean, very similar to TV, mm-hmm. but much more relatable to childhood. Yes. But, yes. But does that like, make sense? Yes, like, definitely. The thing the difference it, would be it's amazing. You have the pretend play that's always been around on yes. YouTube, and it's done very well. But the difference is, is yours is actually linear. You actually have mm. a storyline yeah. that goes more than just one video. Right. And it's going yeah. on for months and months. Uh, a, year, a year, over now. a year now. Yeah. Year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us kind yeah. of like some you know additional context of like. Maybe a quick summary for the viewers of like what this series this series is, sure, and yeah. like how you were inspired to create this and continue to grow it because yeah. because it's just one of those things where I I haven't been able to watch all the content, but it's just fascinating that that it's working in this way, yeah, and and it seems like there's no end in sight and there doesn't need to be. Yeah, it keeps growing. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so the series is essentially, um, you know, V and I are we're spy ninjas. She's like a super spy expert. She has all these spy gadgets. I'm the, the, like the ninja master yeah. using the ninja weapons that I've you know learned from all these years of fruit chopping. <laughs> <laughs> and so I heard, heard Daryl audition but didn't make it. Oh yeah, yeah. He, 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 I'll have to say. Is my my character has not been revealed yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very secret. Yeah, keep it on the down low. Just remember, Project Zorro. I mean, so yeah, there's this hacker group that's trying to take over YouTube, and they've actually been messing with us and deleting our YouTube videos. And so they're the you know they're the bad guy, we're the good guys, and it's you know it's it's your bad guy versus good guy thing, very much like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Shredder, or you know any any good you know Marvel series or what have you. Um, so that that's the series, and it's it's I mean in the last thirty days we've gotten two hundred and fifty million views. Yeah, uh, it's just insane. It's taken off. And what's crazy though is there are news outlets that think that Project Zorgo is actually real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. actually yeah. have really? yeah. yeah. like, Oh my gosh. Yeah, That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. In fact, yeah, we've seen like video footage from like CBS and stuff, and then our viewers will go on there and be like, "That's Chad and V. That's the hackers that are messing with Chad and V. It's crazy. It's it's, it's, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So that that aha moment. So once you started to say, okay, let's start planning this out a little bit more. Let's mm-hmm. start bat shooting. Let's bring people on to help us, you know, with storyline and so on and so forth. Um, like that's quite a big thing to do, especially uh, at that time. You're still living in California, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I mean, it's just there's a lot of a lot of rules, regulations, what, where you can shoot, where you yeah. can't shoot. Yes. Uh, did you struggle with that, like trying to go do a storyline, and yet where's your permit to, to shoot? Right. That always was a problem in California. Where's your permit? And then our, we lived in an apartment or a condo, so it was always neighbors were a problem as well. They didn't like us swinging around weapons in the in the back shared space too much. <laughs> so yeah, we started looking for our own place, and that's why we ended up coming. 
coming out to Las Vegas. So yeah, much much more land, fewer rules, more Area land. Area fifty one, Las Vegas, Project Zorgo. Yeah, all comes together. It's, it's, it's worked out great. Yeah, right. yeah. Anything else you want to add about the storyline or kind of how we got there? Or? Hmm. No, I guess not. So, so I think the thing for me, um, what's interesting is the opportunity for the IP because, like, mm. there really hasn't been uh, a YouTube uh, channel that's created a really, really massive IP that could spin off other channels that they can all belong in some type of universe. I guarantee the networks or, you know, like the Disney's and the Nickelodeons, like when they catch on what you're doing, I'm sure they're already watching you, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to figure out how to replicate it or try to get you to help them or even maybe try to buy your IP. I mean, that, that, that yeah. probably be the yeah. smartest. I, yeah. I think, the, and, and maybe I'm just naive, but I just think that when you have a lot of money and a big budget, you're mis uh, missing the essential part mm. of what you need to do. And it's to be able to pivot very quickly and make your content. Like you, you can't uh, shoot like a whole series you know, and and do it all in two months or something like that, and it goes out the rest of the year. You have to have yeah. you have to see what's going on. You have to gauge the data, and it's like, how do you weave it yeah. in? And we, then what videos perform? Mm -hmm. And then that needs to be a part uh, priority and part of this, yes. uh, the the storyline. Right? Yes, it's definitely week to week, paying attention to what's working, what's not working, and adapting and turning quickly. That's that's definitely us. We analyze oh, all the analytics oh, yeah. very very carefully. Yeah, on a weekly basis. Sometimes you know what we see is trending or working. We would have to we change our storyline actually and if it doesn't work we actually just cut it we're mm -hmm. like we're, we're just going to drop the storyline because it's not working right now and mm -hmm. we just have to move right away well, um, and that's amazing i actually i want to hear more about that like with the storyline and with the writing like what what is the writing process well it's a it's a team <laughs> it's of just five of us and I, and I like to I like to brag about that because like it's the team of five people and we're and we're getting 250 million views per month. I think that's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's amazing, amazing. A little humble brag there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think um, you know we sit out, um, we huddle, and we we plan out like the the next two weeks. That's how we try to do it. And we're like, okay, so what's what's happening here? What's projects are going doing this week? And how can Chad and V use their spy ninja skills to fight off the hackers? With gadgets. With mm. oh sorry, yes, with gadgets. Yeah. How, how can we add mystery? How can we have okay. like twists and turns and like in, create intrigue in the storyline and all yeah. that? Yeah, stuff. We but have you have more than one channel that you're putting this on yes. just so that there's yep. context for people. But I do know mm. this. I do know this. Chad's looking at the data and says, look, if this is a banger video, this one that's going to actually take off, we're not going to upload it to the Chad Wild Clay channel. Yeah, that's true. We're going to upload it to V's channel yeah, because yeah. you make more money on yeah, her channel. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Very true. That's amazing. Google Preferred. Google Preferred. Yeah. That's amazing. But my channel's not in Google Preferred, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart. You're, you're not the right demographic. I'm not the right demo, I guess. <laughs> Even though yeah. the content's the, the same. same content. Yeah, we're both in both videos. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 How much inspiration comes from the content? A lot, on the videos. A, a lot actually. Uh, so we, every video we upload, we sit there for an hour and we respond to comments, read the comments, and a lot of times someone will, will go, "Well, I think this is happening." Everyone gives us their theories. You know, it's mm. really cool to see all mm -hmm. the viewers' theories on what's happening. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, "Huh? Well, that's not actually right, but that's a really good idea." <laughs> so yeah. let's let's take that and yeah. twist it and kind of incorporate that idea. So it's they're very influential. The comments. Yeah, it's it's they're also very fun just reading the comments because they are getting their storyline and they're very engaged and like you know they're coming back continuously to know what's going to happen next. They're invested in in Chad and V. They're invested right. in our channel. So they're they like they want to help us to fight off this bad guy. And it's, it's, it's so amazing awesome. that they like, they care and they're like, I think you should try this and you should try this or, you yeah. know, X, Y, and Z. So they're like, they're in the adventure with us. They're going on this adventure with us. Yeah, and so, they're helping us. Yeah. And, and along the lines of helping us, like we have a, a monthly subscription box. Yeah. And so they can order this box every month. They get like clues from the storyline. So it's all incorporated that into the story. That is amazing. That yeah. reminds me of the Christmas story. Yes. And we have, we <laughs> have a decor. 
decoder program. We have a decoder wheel. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yes, yes. I had no idea. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Project Zorgo has a secret language that they, they put out to all the other hackers. And Chad and VS Fine Ninjas, we cracked that code mm -hmm. and we created it into a decoder wheel. Oh, and so mm -hmm. we are able to give this to our audience so they can solve some of the clues for us mm -hmm. and help us. So they're, you know, we're using this decoder wheel on TV and we're like, oh my gosh, this is a key now. And they're, and they're solving it with mm -hmm. us. You probably have millions of kids that are playing in the park, you know, decoding. Yes. You know, in fact, your, your guys' problems. There's, you know, a park, there's a park right down mistreats. there. And last time we went there, there were kids running around. They go, hackers are after me. Hackers. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> that is so amazing. Yeah. It's, it's insane because when I think about, like, when we were younger, you know, you, you play pretend out in the playground. And you're really like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Ariel or uh, or a princess or whatever. That's not that's not allowed on YouTube anymore. Just let you know. <laughs> but like there, the the kids now are be tending to be Chad and V, and they're fighting off hackers. Yeah. It's insane to me yeah, that that's crazy. that's make believe. That's play pretend now. Like they're playing us. Mm -hmm. It's so great. Like mm -hmm. insane. <laughs> so so the, the, I, I I've heard quite a bit in the community at YouTube, and there's a lot of creators that are like, oh. You know, these these people that are watching, these kids that are watching think it's real, and that's wrong. You know, just oh. to have that whole concept. Mm. Like, oh. Do you think that you've, uh, your your audience actually feels like this is actually happening in real life? or? I think so, yeah. I think uh, some of the younger ones. I think it's very similar to, like, WWE. Right. When I, I loved, it used to be WWF back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember. I, oh, I yeah. loved it. I was a big Hulkamaniac, and I thought it was all real. And then, you know, once you get to a certain age, you start it's to realize, yeah. yeah. And then, but even as an adult, my dad still watches it. He loves it. He knows, you know, he knows, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But so, yeah, so we try to harness like the, that. The Undertaker was like so yeah. evil. Yes, exactly. Back in the day, you yeah. know? He was a good bad guy. And he had yeah. like like the, yeah. the big twins, Earthquake and... Yeah. Well, you were like Tornado. Yeah. I was so into it. I was so frustrated as a child because I asked to be a wrestler and my parents got me into wrestling. Oh, okay. And, and, my and it first, wasn't the same. My first wrestling match, like I started doing Hulk Hogan stuff and, <laughs> and like they had to stop it. Yeah, they didn't like that. Yeah, did because like, I didn't want to like, you know, roll around on the ground. Yeah. I wanted to like throw punches yeah, stuff. exactly. The body slams and stuff. Yeah, yeah I want to do a body so slam. Funny. But, so funny. So funny. But no, that's amazing that, that it's similar to, you know, I mean, you know, what happens with WWE. It is similar. It's a lot of, we do a lot of character development, storyline, so it's very similar to that. And we mm -hmm. do try to make it so there's things for the younger audience and for the older audience as well. How can you expand this? Do you plan on doing that? Do you plan on like scaling this up? Definitely. And, oh, definitely. And having definitely. even more series out there or, or more perspectives? Yeah. More channels, more characters. Right now we have four channels. Well, actually, a fifth one. Fifth, uh, working on the fifth one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's all it's all tied into the storylines, all based on different characters, but it's all one universe that we're all in. So you have the Exposing Project Zorgo. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was the fastest growing channel that you got to a million subscribers. Oh, um, yeah. I think you have what thirty three videos or somewhere around. Yeah. There on that. Oh, that's so, amazing. So that. Yeah. But like, how yeah. quick? Like, like. I know that you probably greenlit it, and then how long did it take before you were getting millions of views and, and well, first video. The first video. Millions first of views, first video. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I might get this wrong, um, but was it kind of like you didn't really push, say, hey, this is a channel that is, like somebody stumbled upon it, or how did that all um, that that particular channel, we did push a decent amount with end screens. We do have another channel that I think I was telling you about that we didn't we kind of secretly released and didn't tell right. anybody about, and that got up to two hundred thousand subscribers with three videos. Wow! And like we didn't tell anybody about it, but people just loved that character in our videos, mm -hmm. and so she kind of went off and created her own little channel. Um, and then yeah, it's just people were searching out that character. Yeah, that's crazy. Without any promotion, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. What do you find the most satisfying? about this series or about what you're doing? I, th I think for me, it's like remembering how I felt as a kid watching these types of series like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or WWF or WWE and just being obsessed with it and just loving the storyline and just knowing how much kids are into it right now for us. To yeah. me, that's like super rewarding and create creating and crafting the story is just so fun. And just what's going to excite them and get them hooked in, you know? Yeah. With your background in in software development and stuff like that, and and maybe you might know this, but WWE is probably one of the most sophisticated content companies oh. out there in the yeah. world. Um, they actually have a dashboard, and it brings in signals that they're able to see how how much 
uh, social chatter is with specific characters. And if they're under a certain amount, they get, they get fired. It's just like, to stay relevant, you have to be within that metric. So they have their own algorithm for that. That's cool. And the cool thing about it is as the characters come in, they're like, hey, you know, I wanna be relevant. Mm -hmm. Help me, you know, help me learn how to taunt online or mm -hmm. look how to do this or that online. Yeah. And they're working with their social team. Do you see you moving to that point where you're starting to gauge other metrics and say, okay, hey, this is how we can develop the character stronger based on these, these data points. Definitely, yeah, we're definitely very data-driven. Um, so like V was alluding to earlier, we did introduce some new characters recently, mm -hmm. uh, some like wise men characters. And so you introduced me. <laughs> yeah, the wise men characters. <laughs> and then you got cut. Oh. No, no, yeah, the, 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 the wise men, yeah, they weren't, they, they weren't performing as well as we yeah. thought they would, and we were paying very close attention to it. So yeah. we were just like, you know, this whole storyline, it's not working out, we're just gonna cut it. So we just, we, we rewrote the story yeah. where it would just make sense that just kind of suddenly ended and it just took another turn. Yeah, yeah. And, we, and yeah, it was just very abrupt. We turned very quickly, like within a week, you know, just, I mean, we tried, we tried it for a couple weeks and it's like, eh, it's not working. Let's just pivot. Where, you know, if it was a, you know, a Netflix or a television series, you probably would have had the whole season, season scripted <laughs> yeah, and filmed already. And now you're out of luck. And that's, and that's yeah. the difference of why I'm saying that, um, you know, traditional media can't come in and do this is because they can't think in one or two episodes. Right. Right. They have to think in in production blocks, and mm -hmm. there's just no way that yeah. they can pivot that quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there, there's one show um, that is pivoting like this on TV, and it's in, it's in the UK. Not a similar topic at all. Have, have you heard of um, Love Island? Mm -mm. So no. Love Island is basically a Big Brother. What type of show are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> it is trashy. <laughs> but 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 literally, they're they're looking at the data and they're looking at you know um, it's a, it's a reality TV show unscripted. And, and they're following what's happening on social media and they're changing the storyline based ripple, ripple on what's effect, happening yeah. online. Cool. Um, so no, I mean, so this is, this is amazing. This is so innovative, but like what's different here is this is a scripted series mm -hmm. and, and there's just so much to it. And, and then V, like, what's the most satisfying to you? Oh man, um, working 15 hours a day and, and <laughs> <laughs> never taking a vacation. And never taking a vacation. That's the most satisfying. Um, no, uh, just just hardworking and like we're, we work, we put in so many hours, and just seeing it success and like and I. It's, and it's not luck, you know, like I, I, you know, we really study and we really analyze it. We spend nights, we spend weekends. We, I don't know if we've ever had a meal in the past four years not talking about business or yeah. like just how to improve, you know, our content, our, our lives are just, and it's just, just having it pay off and like having a, like the reward. It's, it's just, it's so, it's so good. And just like we, and we have a community, like the, the, I, I'm proud. I'm very proud of our content, and then just being so innovative. And like we started this whole hacker series on YouTube, and and like we like we're the trendsetters now. You know, we we used to be like following trend, and we just feel like we're just always chasing that mm -hmm. that that reward, just hanging mm -hmm. right in front of you. Right. And then when like we work so hard, and finally, just like this is this is it. We mm -hmm. we're now now we're ahead of the trend, and we we're starting trends, and it's it's just it's it's just kind of satisfying from all aspects. You know, mm -hmm. the hardworking, the teamwork, our team's so awesome, and then just mm -hmm. being able to, you know pay for my parents' flight or whatever they needed. Oh, that's you know, so just, great. It's that's just, wonderful. Just like, and I like, I can just say that if my parents ever needed anything, medical bills, they couldn't play, like, I just know that I can take care of them, like, and really, truly pay back. You oh, know, that's it's wonderful. just, it's, it's, there's just so many aspects to it. Um, Leading from the front definitely has the biggest rewards, mm -hmm. right? It's yes. what gets you remembered. Mm -hmm. um, it, I, mean, I mean, you really can control you know what's going to happen next. Yeah, but it's also yeah. the riskiest well, because because basically you've gone from following data and seeing what other people are doing and trying mm -hmm. to replicate that yep. to okay, let's now invent something. Yes, mm -hmm. yeah. and and and, and that can flop harder than anything oh, yeah. else. Yes. And, and I think too, it's like looking at the past of seeing how sensitive sometimes uh, a platform can get with certain type of content, and yeah. you got to have a plan to diversify. Yeah, because mm -hmm. like the writing's on the wall. It's like no one. There is no guarantee. There's Mm -hmm. You're never perfectly aligned with the platform, mm -hmm. and you're going to always need for other other types. But your content, where it's serialized, mm -hmm. can go live like on an Amazon. Mm -hmm. It could go yep. live, yep. you know, on different uh, platforms that mm -hmm. are not yet announced. 
too. Yes. So it'd be great. Yes. So yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, one question we like to ask before we kind of wrap it up is like, what do you see disrupting the industry now? What are you the most excited about? Hmm. Dang, that's a good one. That's a good one. What's disrupting the industry right now? Um, I think we're going to see more competition to YouTube. I guess we already are starting to. It's it's actually kind of exciting that Facebook is starting to become a viable platform. Your audience for, is not on Facebook. They're not. Are they not? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. But they want to start targeting old people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we have gotten some messages from parents like, yeah, my husband caught me watching your content <laughs> at midnight last night. My, my kids were watching it and I got hooked into it. So. <laughs> it's so funny. But... Um, yeah, I think that, and I think even just on YouTube itself, I think um, serialized content is, I mean, it's, it's, it's proven, proven, it's proven to now working. to like, it's, it, that's a thing now. Like, it's, I feel like it was never a thing on YouTube a year ago, and now it's like, it's, it's here to stay for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's always going to change. Uh, I guess the only thing that's for sure is it's going to just keep changing. You just got to be able to adapt. When, yeah, when you guys have proven again. that for sure time and time again. Yeah. So do, does like the Bandersnatch, Choose Your Own Adventure, does that interest you yes. at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it yeah. seems like it's like... I was going to ask that same yes. question. Yes. Yes. It seems right. like this would be a perfect fit with what, all the content you're already creating. Yes, it's and I know, perfect. I know that yeah. uh, there are, you know, YouTube's developing some, mm-hmm. some technology around that so that content yeah. creators are able to do that. So. They haven't reached out to us yet, so okay, so on, Or you have the NDA that's going on. Choose Your Own Adventure used to be like a huge thing on YouTube with annotations. Like, with annotations. Like, it kind of disappeared, right? Yeah, it when, did, yeah. when mobile became more prominent? Yeah. Yes, because the annotations didn't work on mobile. Hmm. And yeah. it was really cool too, is they actually had the ability that you could actually switch camera feeds on the same stream and it was really, really cool. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they, they pull this off. Yeah, I mean, I bet you guys could do amazing stuff with Choose Your Own Adventure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think it would be fun. So I have one last question. Okay. I, I, and, 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 and it's not as good as yours, but being that, you know, I mean, you guys have this series going on, how do you see brands organically or authentically fitting within that content that want to do collaborations with you? Yeah. Because in a way, it seems like there might have to be some tactics that are more similar to traditional um, um, content, you know, with, with product placement. Yeah. But um, is there ways of doing calls to actions or talking about the brands? Like, I mean, I mean, how do you guys see yourselves doing that? Definitely. Um, I, th- I think it integrates really well. It depends on what it is, of course. But uh, like we recently did one with Hot, Hot Wheels. Wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just made it part of our storyline. We we ran into some hackers. They had this like mystery box they were carrying around, and we ended up getting the mystery box from them. We opened it up, and it was a bunch of Hot Wheels inside. Yep. And then this was this was actually during um, one of our storylines where the wise men were still there. One of the wise men challenged us to build like the the longest Hot Wheels track ever. And if we were successful in doing that, he would grant us this new ninja gadget. Uh, so it's, I feel like it's it's pretty easy to integrate products, certain products into our storyline and make it really fun and, and the kids will enjoy it. And uh, because we're going from like week to week, we can change our storyline and kind of mix things in pretty, pretty easily. We're not locked into like a, a six month story that can't pivot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, and I see it being really natural too. It's just like, okay, you did something in a Tesla. Of course, Tesla's mm-hmm. not going to sponsor this. You know, yeah. <laughs> not going to do a product integration, but you can bring those elements in and mm-hmm. uh, make your, your story a lot more interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for your time. Yeah. We really do appreciate it. And Seriously. I, thank I, you. This, this, this is, this like is so, one of the better podcasts. Yeah, this is like nice. so inspiring because there's so many people out there that says, oh, you know, I, I tried YouTube. I tried to be successful. They didn't put the hours at the time because it, it just like people don't realize how much hard work. Yeah, there's dumb luck sometimes and mm-hmm. it just happens. Yep. And, you know, have, have this fame. But usually the ones that really work at it for as long as you guys have mm-hmm. been just just grind and trying to find what works yeah. now you have to deal with pressure yep it, it's maintaining that maintaining growth. it yep. yes and, and yep. that could also be harder absolutely so, yep. but uh, knowing you both and you know knowing you guys for you know, several years now i i think you're gonna do a fantastic job thank you thank you, thank you again so much oh. yeah thank you thanks thank for you. having us on here yeah. yeah all right thank you everyone for watching this podcast make sure you subscribe see, i can't do this see, see what are you so good for the camera like when we're trying to do the outro i just can't I, I, I can't i can't have energy and like just look into the camera <laughs> I'm just not good at that. Anyways, continue. (laughs) Just make sure you subscribe. (laughs) And hit the bell symbol.